Hey everyone, this is Monica Michelle at Invisible Not Broken, and we are going to be trying something new. And I was going to try to wait until I could get everything done right, but perfect is the enemy of done. So, welcome to a new series. We're going to be talking about tech for disabled people. So this will be technology reviewed for disabled people by disabled people. I hopefully will have a co-host soon. Um, we'll see how that works out. But I didn't want to wait until we could get everything right. And I am right in the middle of something that required a lot of technology, which is buying a car. Oh my God. Okay. So it's that time of year again. It's been three years since the last time I did the series when I got the Kia Nero. If you want my opinions on the Kia Nero, let me just tell you this. Don't. Uh, that's it. Uh, if it is a 2019, just don't. I don't know if they've gotten better, but don't. Okay, so I am now searching for a car again. And this is a very tech-heavy experience when I can't just drive places and test drive. That requires a lot, right? Okay, so the list of what I used to need has changed. Um, I've gotten more disabled. I need more stuff. And the frustrating thing is the list of special and luxury items they're not special or luxury for people like me. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. Um, so I have chronic pain. I have a budget, which tends to get laughed out of the room the second I actually find out that the MSRPs are more of a oh, holy grail, laugh yourself silly, sort of starting jumping off point that has almost no basis in reality, especially right now. So my list used to be in these beautiful, simple days before wheelchair and when I was at least convinced that this was as bad as it was going to get <sighs> to be innocent again. Oh, summer child of the past. All right. Um, so my list used to be generally safety. Um, always. <laughs> I've been in enough car accidents. Safety is important. I really need a good miles per gallon and I need enough space for both my kids. One of them is moved out. One is now a teenager who'll be driving, so things have changed. And back in the good old days, the CD player. All right. The Simple Life. That was a time when I thought that was tenable. Okay, so Eller Stainless Advanced. Now I really do need my wheelchair. Um, and it is an incredible wheelchair. It comes apart, but it is not the smallest thing in the world. So to be able to now fit that with canes, it becomes a little bit more, I don't know, crunchy. And I have a 15-year-old and a giant direwolf. All right. So my list has changed. I now have to really consider which groups of cars are just not possible anymore. Uh, and what's really frustrating is sedans tend to be the cheaper option. This doesn't happen. <laughs> um, I tried. I really did. I loved my Prius back in the day. I thought that might be an option. Um it is not. Uh, first off, the trunk sort of requires a master's degree in Jenga to get my wheelchair into something that small. And I know there's Toyota Avalons, there's town cars, there's giant living rooms on wheels. The issue is, is once I get a wheelchair into a trunk, I have to walk the length of the car, which I know for most people is just not even an issue to think about. It's an issue for me. And um, something that low to the ground. Uh, <laughs> This is where things get bad. I, I can't get in and out of sedans without popping my legs out. It's a pain in the butt, but it is what it is. So sedans are just out. I cannot do them. It 
at least removed a huge section of things to look at. Uh, the next thing would be minivans. Okay. Um, long, I thought they'd have more space than they do. They really don't. Um, the amount of actual usable cargo space is really small unless you want to move the chairs around, which I am really all about the just get out and go. This just didn't seem to be a thing and the miles per gallon tend to be a lot lower than other things. All right, so we're getting to my dream car. I know the way that people used to dream about Lamborghinis. I dream about trucks. I'm not in the country. I don't know what this is about. I love trucks. I just have always wanted one. When the Ford Maverick came out, I was so excited. It combined high miles per gallon with a truck. Oh my God. So I went to the dealership all excited to at least just see if this was a possibility and no. To get the wheelchair into the bed of the truck and secure it was exhausting. By the time I was done with that, to get around the truck and then into the seat, it just didn't work. It was too much and it would be too much every day. And honestly, with the prices and the MSRP, it, it wasn't even close. It was deeply expensive. It was what I was expecting if I was going to buy the F-150 Lightning in my area. And yes, that would be the dream truck. Um, the frunk in the front was amazing and it does fit my wheelchair. And then I don't have to walk the entire length of the car. I could just walk around and just kind of vault myself in. And it sounded like a great solution until I saw the price. It's just not affordable for me. I love everything about it. It's just not a thing I can afford. All right, so we are now at the SUVs. And yeah, I love my little SUV now. We will get to it. And if I promise, I will let you know by the end of this video, which car I chose. So if you don't want to go through every single car that's in existence right now, I will tell you by the end of the video, I promise. Okay. So my new list, what I need to actually be able to consider even driving, which in and of itself is just not, <laughs> not a thing that happens often, but I would like the option. All right. So I need space for the wheelchair. I need space for my canes, just in case I get deeply optimistic and thinking I might be able to walk. I know it is how I will die. I promise. Optimism will be the cause of death. I have a 105 pound shepherd beastie direwolf. I like to have him around. I have a very hyperactive hamster that thinks it's a dog, a dog that thinks it's a hamster, but she will not stay still. So she needs to be able to run around safely. I have a 15 year old who would like to drive. I want it as safe as possible for my baby. It'd be great if I could put some groceries in here as well as everything else. All right. Then I found out that doors didn't have to only open a little bit. They could open all the way. Thank you, Subaru. Yes, that is a spoiler. Subaru out back. Okay. So doors that open all the way means I don't have to pivot, which means my tibias don't come out. Oh my God. Could you imagine getting into a car without dislocating the lower part of your leg? Heaven, angel singing. You hear what I'm saying? It's what I need now. Once I experienced it, I could never go back. The other thing that was just an absolute must is blind spot. I cannot always turn my neck properly or my head, not my neck. I know, Frankenstein-y. Um, but I do need that blind spot monitoring because I can't reliably make sure that I can look as far over as I would need to look. I need as much AI tech in this thing as possible. I know there's lots of people who would love to not have AI in their cars. My son is one who is very vocal about this aspect of our new world. I honestly miss the old days too a bit, but my body is 
such that I can't have those ideas. I need as much external help as possible to be able to be autonomous in my life. So anything that makes the car stop if I can't, anything that keeps the lane departure, this is all awesome. Now here's where we get to the discussion of luxury <laughs> versus safety. And I really am livid with this. Luxury to me is seat. Like, is it Napa leather? Is it cloth? Fine, pay extra for that. Sunroof, I feel like it's a necessity, but I get that it's not. Pay extra for that. Sound systems, those are luxuries. Safety <laughs> should never be a luxury. The idea that you would charge people extra money for safety features is insane. Or bury the ability to get blind spot monitoring in a high level luxury package is nuts. Now, I can hear the chorus of Marxism, socialism. Let me explain for just a second on why <laughs> this is still capitalist. Volvo, a large brand who does very well, designed in, I believe the 60s, might have been the 70s. I'm sorry, I'm tired. I haven't had enough coffee yet. But they designed the three-point seatbelt and they realized it was going to save so many lives. What did they do? Did they bury it in their highest level package? Did they extra charge all the other car companies billions of dollars for this life-saving tech? No, they gave it away. All right, they gave it away because it saved lives. I will die on this hill that the ability to survive car crash life existence, it is my hill. I will die on it. It is not a luxury to be able to survive. This should just be a thing. All right, I'm done. I promise I will stop with the ranting. All right, so I first thought I was gonna need a plug-in. Um, I like, the only thing I liked about my Kia Nero was it plugged in, it gave me 26 miles. This doesn't sound like a big thing for most people. I get it, I've been yelled at on Twitter enough. Um, but I can't get out of my car to get gas and I don't live in Oregon. So the ability to be able to drive without having to get gas was a huge thing. I am recording this in 2022. There were none. I had narrowed it down after six months of research. Yes, I do way too much research, but I had narrowed it down to three SUVs that had plugins. I think one was a Kia Sportage, the other was like a Kia Sorento, and the other one was, and much to my disdain of myself because I hate Toyota, we can discuss that later if you want. I promise not to rant anymore, but I had looked at the RAV4 uh, Prime and they all were going to be perfect cars. Their MSRP was close to what I could afford. I found out that MSRP number does not actually exist in the real world. Everyone I looked at was between eight to almost like $20,000 MSRP. Like some of these like baseline Prime um, RAV4s were going for like $60,000 in my area. That is not going to happen. I, I just cannot afford that. All right, so plugins are out. I tried hybrids. I sent this out to my broker and we can absolutely discuss, and I will be talking in the next episode about the tech I used to finally be able to get my car. My broker explained that the cars that were shown for sale actually weren't for sale. They'd already been sold and that he was looking at all the numbers of what was coming in. There was only like six of each of these that were even gonna be coming in by the end of November, which was past my lease return date. 
Oh my goodness. It's exhausting out there, right? <laughs> okay. So the hybrids are out. I then turned to my husband, I'm like, we've got to get a car before we can't because I need to get to doctor's appointments and whatnot. It's nice for us to safely have a car in our area. All right. So we decided like 35 miles per gallon and less would be close enough. Uh, that just wasn't an option, at least not in our price point. So he just smiled, gave me some tea and told me to do the best I could. Have I mentioned how much my husband is the best human I've ever met? All right. So the other thing that I needed to put in here was a sunroof. It's my one luxury. And very wisely, my husband and my broker both pointed out that my comfort actually needed to be a factor in all the things I was researching. I know. I always forget that part. Okay. So if you've been kind enough to get through this whole thing, I will spoil once again in case you did not hear my rantings. We got a Subaru Outback. I test drove it and it blew me away. I will give further and further updates as we have the car longer. I've only had it for a few days now and I still haven't gotten to really drive it because I've been in bed with a dislocated leg, which is why I'm recording here instead of in my office because I can't get there right now. Okay, so it answers for everything but the gas mileage and it was way over my budget, um, significantly even with what my broker was able to get for me. Uh, but it did have all the safety features that I needed, which, thanks a lot, Subaru, was in a much higher package level, which is really frustrating. And it upsets me because Subaru is kind of known. Their brand is like all warm and fuzzy. And they forget disabled people exist. I'm actually really shocked at how much car industry forgets that disabled people exist, which seems stupid to me. It seems like a really dumb capitalist move, if nothing else. Because if you design for disabled people, you're making it so much easier for people carrying around small children to get in and out of the car. You're making it easier for an aging population to be able to get in and out of cars. And baby boomers are the largest population. So car dealers, car people, car designers, what are you doing? Why are you not hiring disabled people to be on panels to see what's actually really needed to make your car super usable. Now, this is where I will tell you why I love Subaru Outback. Um, of all the cars I test drove and tried, this is the only car brand that actually considered how human bodies work. They have a little thing underneath where the leg is that can actually come up, which keeps my knees from dislocating while I'm driving. It actually considers where arms should be, and it doesn't feel like it was designed for someone who is not, um, you know, six foot three or it really was that where you think your elbows should be is where there's support. I I'm impressed by this. I really like it. I find it very easy to drive and all the safety features are amazing. Okay. So over the next few months, I'm going to try to test drive and do walkthroughs and show you guys, depending on my energy level and whether I can keep my legs actually functional, different cars. So you can kind of see different price points and which cars work because I have scoured YouTube trying to find a channel like this because I wanted to save myself the legwork and time of going to dealerships and figuring out what even would fit a wheelchair. It's very hard to figure out. Just looking at the cubic space, it doesn't mean anything because I found out that a lot of them are about height, which does not mean that my wheelchair will fit into that cargo space well. So this is my good deed for the year. I am going to go out and do this for you as much as I possibly can just to be able to show you 
what cars can and might not. And if I can't get a hold of the car, I'll do my best to review it based on other people's reviews if I'm actually kind of going the way I seem to be going, which is not walking or moving. So we'll try this out. Um, I will next episode talk to you more about what tech I use to get my car because I found a few apps that really work well. And honestly, it just ended up coming down to hiring someone for this. And while I'm on a budget, it ended up saving me over $5,000. It was worth it. Uh, we can also talk about some of the things that went wrong there. So thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to keep in contact with me on this. This is a very new channel. It's, or it's not even going to be a channel just yet. Um, it's just going to be a subset of Invisible Not Broken. But I want to hear from you. What do you want me to talk about? This is not just going to be about cars. I want to talk about how we feed ourselves, how mobility aids work, um, what kind of mobility aids are out there and what's worth it and not worth it, what's hype and what's actually help, um, how to clean your house, um, how to take care of pets, how to take care of other humans that might be in your house. All right, so you get the gist. Everything about living an autonomous life and how tech can help it is what I'm going for here. So in the comments, please tell me about your car. Does it actually work for you? What's the dream car? Tell me about what you want me to talk about next. And I will absolutely take it under advisement. This is a very, very new little experience for me. And I, um, it's not going to be perfect because it won't get done. So thank you so much for listening. Please head over to InvisibleNotBroken.com. We have so many podcasts over there and we're getting more um, coming in very soon. We have blogs. This is just all about life as a disabled person. So as always. Be kind, be gentle, and it has never been more important. Be a badass. That does not mean being cruel. That means standing up for yourself and those who are less, less privileged than you are. This is about helping out. This is about being brave in the face of whatever seems to be out there that wants to step on next. All right. I'm done. I'm so tired. <laughs> Thank you so much. And please, um, I need as much advice as possible on this because I've never done anything like this before.